0: Hi everyone, I'm Chloe and welcome to Mentors Connect. Before we get started with today's podcast episode, make sure to smash the like button, drop a subscribe and now let's meet today's mentor. Today I'm very excited to have Jill on who is the founder of Synergy Enterprises and I'll put in a bit of an umbrella statement on, on what Synergy Enterprises does but they essentially help companies achieve their climate goals and climate goals as I said but today obviously we've got Jill on so we're going to be talking all about what Synergy Enterprises do and going into that more and as well as that I'll be interested to see and listen to Jill's insights on the changing business world and now companies really having to take into account those climate policies and climate goals so thank you so much Jill for coming on today. Thank you so much for having me. So I wanted to get started. So you founded Synergy Enterprises in 2008, so nearly 14 years ago. And obviously, unlike today, where climate change is a very much spoken about topic, back then it definitely wasn't near as much. So were you always interested in climate change? Did you do any research? Did you do any studies? How did you get into the space?
1: Um, Well, I was always interested in the environmental space. Um, So when I went to school for for biology, um, there were some introductory courses at the time on climate change. And this was very, very new. These were some of the first university courses that were offered on this topic. And we were fortunate at our university to have one of the lead researchers from the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. So that's really where I learned about it. And I was also very interested in the business world. So I wanted to figure out how to bring those two things together. And that's where Synergy came from.
0: Unbelievable. So cool. So who would you say, so would you say taking those classes really propelled you to now where you are today in terms of like exploring that climate change within business?
1: I would say so, except that You know, within those courses, it was really about the science of climate change. There were no courses at the time about what we can do to mitigate climate change within the business community. So that's something we had to really figure out and carve our own path in. Um, At the time, the rhetoric was really about how business is bad for the environment and business just needs to stop being evil. Um, and what I saw was that business owners wanted to make a difference, but they didn't know how. And so that's where the idea came around. Well, what if we could play in that space? What if we could do something there? And that's really where it started. And I think that's where a lot of businesses start is they see a gap, they see this you
0: know, disconnect, and then they operate in
1: that space.
0: Not unbelievable, because like even now in twenty twenty two this is still like a very new concept well are in two thousand and eight, so very very innovative, so I wanted now before we go on to like more talking about synergy, when you were like younger university high school, did you really envision that you'd be starting your own business?
1: you know, I think I always was drawn to entrepreneurship um I, that wasn't a word I knew at the time, entrepreneurship, but I was always drawn to to business. And I think, you know, in high school, it really started with small things. You know, I would organize fundraisers and, uh, um, you know, I did like a Christmas chocolate sale as a fundraiser for grad or something. I can't even really remember, mm-hmm. but I remember having our garage full of chocolate at one point. Oh. <laughs> um, and, you know, just things like that, that just kind of, prepare you in that sales world, I guess, and in the business world, just kind of understanding money in, money out, you know, all the basics. So I guess those things did give me some preparation. And I was, um, you know, always interested in, in giving back. So I would do fundraisers for the SPCA and little things like that. And it might be $500. But I do think that just doing extracurricular stuff and doing side projects is really what prepared me for it you know there's the classroom stuff is fantastic to give you a foundation but you really just got to find little ways to start to get your hands dirty
0: and start to just try things industry experience hands on yeah so, so you touched on a bit before that you studied biology at school so what did you like you study biology at university did you study anything else what was that um no i studied biology but i did take a lot of different electives because
1: Um, You know, the traditional pathway, I guess, for a biologist, I, I knew I didn't want to do exactly that. I wanted to do something slightly different, a little off course. So I really took advantage of doing a general degree and then lots of electives in things that I was just interested in. And so, you know, knowing that I wasn't necessarily going to be a doctor or wasn't, you know, I didn't have this really strict path in my education. And that actually allowed me to be, kind of pursue different curiosities. And uh, I took like an environmental psychology course uh, and just other courses that were completely outside of my regular degree path. And it was those courses that really started to point me towards, you know, what my career would be in that,
0: yeah, in a different area that
1: hadn't really been created
0: yet. No, exactly, yeah, exactly. It's still so new and oh, I can't believe that like, in 2008 like you were really at the forefront of this new change so now continuing on obviously you mentioned before you took a climate change course but that was more focused on the sciences and you also mentioned how you're interested in business so how did you like just come up with oh like these two interlink so much and they really can make a difference
1: it was very it was over many years of being in university so I started with Well, I kind of want to get involved in something and so I joined a local environmental club and it was loaded with really interesting people. There was faculty involved and different professors and um, students that were more senior than I was and just uh, were very, very passionate. And so I got to really kind of absorb from them and learn and it started with just the smallest things, you know, let's host a little workshop and let's. um, you know organize a little speaker event here and there on the on campus and it just gave me um an opportunity to really network and get get plugged in and learn from so many people so i probably spent a good three years just being a sponge Mm -hmm. and following those kind of trails of curiosity and then you know i was always kind of the person in the group that had more business experience from from my previous life so uh, that was kind of a natural fit for me to offer something to the group. And so I just kind of leaned into that and um, asked a coffee shop if I could do a pilot project with them and said, could I try to green your business and see how that goes? And they were like, what? And like, no, yeah. this is so weird. Um, but eventually, you know, the owner was really gave me a shot and said, okay, well, sure, let's let's try this. And so sometimes you just need the first person to to let you try something. And, um, it was just meant to, to be kind of a school project. And then different companies started asking me, like, can you do the same thing for my business? And that's really where Synergy came from.
0: Wow, that's unbelievable. So that was really like the seed to now this big tree you have with this business, which is so cool. So now you obviously, you said you like did that project and you saw it more as like a university project. Now it's really started to grow as a business. So could you tell us a bit more about what Synergy Enterprises does? Yeah, we really
1: focus on helping businesses decarbonize and become more sustainable companies. So, you know, we're very much like boots on the ground that way. We help companies measure their envi- their environmental impact and especially when it comes to emissions, and we look at charting, you know, a pathway in terms of where are the big emission reduction opportunities? What technologies could serve that? What makes sense for this business to implement? And we'll say, well, here's some short, medium and long term things. Here's how much it's going to cost. These are some of the co benefits. So we really do need to understand our, our clients and where they're coming from and what business they're operating in. So, that we can chart uh, a plan for them that really makes sense. We may help them then implement those things or get funding for those things or, um, you know. Form partnerships and broaden the scope. So we'll work in a variety of sectors, from you know the aviation space, manufacturing, um, tourism and travel has always been a big one for us. Working in those industries, like marine tour operators, for example, you know a company and maybe they have twenty boats and they're like, well, we burn a lot of diesel. You know what can we do about that? So it's really getting into that nitty gritty and um, and helping companies become leaders. And this is kind of one of our core beliefs that. If we, help, if we work for a, a variety of sectors and there's a few companies in each sector we work with that we help them really raise the bar and set the standard in their sector, then other companies will follow. And then our impact grows because we're not having to work with every single business, uh, which we would love to do, but we would have to be a massive company, obviously. Um, but instead, there's that peer influence piece where businesses are very inspired by other ones showing what's possible.
0: Yeah, no, that makes it complete sense. And now I, I kind of want to use that as a segue, talking about, obviously you're saying it kind of grew after you did that first Helping That Coffee Shop with helping their business become more climate aware. And then you had other businesses coming, you know, becoming more pure aware. So would you say now that's really contributing to the changing business landscape of companies really thinking, oh, wait, you know, our customers, they want their more climate um conscious like we want to be able to really connect with them and show that we're doing something about it definitely
1: and I think it's honestly I think there's a lot of assumption that businesses don't want to do it on their own that they have to be pressured to do it I don't see that I see and sure that's true you know some businesses are doing it because there's pressure to do it but Mm -hmm. so many just say this is just a part of who we are this is a part of our value set Companies are made up of people, you know, and at the leadership level, especially if, say, you're a marine tour operator and you take people out, you know, snorkeling on the Great Barrier Reef. Well, it might not feel very awesome to be doing that while not um, taking responsibility for your own emissions. So, I do think that for most, a lot of companies that we work with, especially ones really willing to become a leader in their sector, it's at the core of their values and they want to start doing something about it. And in a lot of cases, now, companies don't want to just say, oh, I got this certification. I picked the easiest one and I have a green seal and that makes me feel good. That doesn't make them feel good. At the end of the day, they want to know right down to the metrics that I am on the right path. I am reducing my emissions and I'm doing everything in my in within my control to contribute to decarbonizing our whole economy. So. I think that's a common misconception in the media um, that that I don't see on a day to day basis, which is interesting.
0: No, that's very interesting. I yeah, I, I had the opinions of the media, but that's now definitely changed it. So I'm curious, actually. So now you, I had a look on the website of Synergy Enterprises. Obviously, you help with carbon accounting, helping them like set up like key performance indicators, how do you gain these skills to be able to offer these services? Because you mentioned like when you went to university there was not really any courses which bridged climate change and business. So how did you gain those skills and really even think about it because I would have never thought of carbon accounting and all of these super cool concepts? Um, yeah that's a good question.
1: The there weren't a lot of courses, even outside of university, just in sort of the professional development space mm-hmm. at the time. So it was a lot of um, learning on my own, definitely doing a lot of research, building our own tools. We built our own carbon calculator that we still use and make better yeah. every year. Right. Um, which is about now, that. <laughs> it's a very robust tool now because it's, you know, 14 years in the making or, or however many years it's been so. Um, really like building blocks right every day is like another little Lego block that you put down and you just, you build something and that's really what business is all about is, you know, you and some Lego blocks you have to then, you know. Crumple up and burn, unfortunately, but you eventually you do build something now. It's fantastic. You can take, you know, through um the greenhouse gas institute or through a number of different avenues you can take really specific courses on learning about renewable energy learning about carbon accounting learning about decarbonization in different sectors so there's there's much more education out there but i find that you do need to add on to your tradition your conventional educational path and then kind of add on these Badges or add on these specific niche courses, um, usually offered by industry associations, to kind of build up that skill set that you want.
0: No, that makes complete sense. And I'm now curious. So, obviously, as you've you know growing the business you've had to employ more people how have you gone about actually employing people and seeing them as a good fit you know obviously now it's quite niche working in climate change and business and those skills so what do you look for as an employer
1: um first and foremost i look for somebody who has like the The kind of attitude where they're just so excited about tackling these kinds of problems you know they want to get into the nerdy stuff they they want to be a part of this and they've got you know the right kind of analytical um business mathematical driven sort of mindset and so Uh, certainly look for that definitely culture fit, though, you know, we really um, want somebody who we can see jiving with our team who wants to work hard, but is not going to be competitive with other employees. They're going to be collaborative and work together. So it's really about having a super strong team that supports 1 another because. There's enough challenges out there with climate change. We don't need those challenges in the workplace.
0: No, that makes complete sense. And now I actually wanted to ask you about, you're saying you're quite like on the ground with your work, obviously helping businesses really do these things. So what does your day-to-day look like?
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, every day is so different. And that's really what I do love about my job. Um, You know, today I was looking at um, what it would take to plant like 7,000 hectares of mangroves in the Bahamas and how much carbon that could save. But, you know, the day before I was looking at a brewery and the different technologies to uh, heat water for the brewing process. And so every day is something very different um, because every business has a very different challenge. But I also spend a lot of time, you know, with my team working on the inner workings of the business, of course, which maybe isn't um seen as the exciting stuff you know working on um company policies and uh, you know i.t and all that stuff um that's just part of the job and i do find it really fun but every day is is very different it's a mix of working on projects and also just running the company and supporting the team
0: So that's so cool because you get to work you know with the course technology like all around the world you're helping do amazing things which i think is so so amazing um, and now I wanted to ask you about if like, you have any pieces of advice for young people who are perhaps thinking about maybe starting a company or looking to go into a climate change business space.
1: Well, I think that carbon accounting is going to be a very fundamental part of business in the future. So that is a great skill to gain. Um, getting a familiarity with the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, also, you know, very um, good framework that we're all as companies and countries and um, nonprofits, we're all going to be working towards these goals until 2030. So it's a really, really important framework that I think is kind of becoming the common language of, of sustainable development and really what that means. So those are two really important, I think, areas to look at. Um, but, you know, some people, uh, when they look at where we are now at synergy, they're like, great. I need to do that. I need to start with, you know, uh, working with a marine tour operator and greening them. Like, that's not how I started, you know, I started with, like, volunteering to put up posters for a nonprofit that I thought was cool. So, um. I think just like start somewhere and as long as you're surrounded by people that you find really interesting that you're able to you put yourself in a learning environment and you're giving yourself some projects that can start with where you're at. It's just going to grow from there. So, um, I would say, like, just start, stay curious, um, you know, at whatever you're doing in school, save like 5% of your time to also. Participate in extracurricular stuff, and to, um, to not just study for every test, which is important—you need to study for your tests—but also to, you know, watch watch some webinars, watch some documentaries, watch things that are just of interest to you, because, you know, it's it's uh, it's easy to. Just stay focused on your task list and not give yourself space to really pursue what and learn about your own interests and what you can offer the world. So it's important to have that little bit of, uh, of space as well. I know it's hard to do in school schedules, but it is so, so important. And um, And I'm really glad I did. That's how my whole career developed.
0: No, that's great. Thank you so much, Jill, for coming on the podcast today. Really appreciate you talking to us and thank you everyone for watching and listening and we'll see you all the next podcast episode.